This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Introducing touch-free payments from PayPal, a safe way for your customers to pay. Simply download the PayPal app and display your own unique QR code for your customers to scan. Whether you're a market seller. I'll take two tomatoes and a cucumber. Poodle pamperer, piano tuner, or plumber. Signing up to accept touch-free payments for your business is easy. Touch-free QR code payments. Shop safe with PayPal. Welcome, everybody, to the I'm Fat Podcast. Uh, uh, snacks are uh, best saved for later. With Jay Zawoski. That man ate all our shrimp and two plastic lobsters. And Rick Camp. Out the mist came a beast more stomach than man. Welcome into another edition of the I'm Fat Podcast. I'm Rick Camp, alongside, as always, Jay Zawoski. Jay... It's a uh, it's a good day. We have deep dish pizza in our stomach, so I think we're we're ready for this. Yeah, I'm getting sleepy from the pizza. I'm just like, Whoa. I yeah. got like the food coma going on. The yeah. art of art of pizza is the unofficial sponsor of the Amfat Podcast because we might as well have stock in it with as much as we order it during Seriously. the show. Well, we order it because Rick and I usually eat lunch when the show's over, but we got to do the podcast, so we don't have time for lunch. So we just order it during the show. Yeah, and then people come in and mooch it and don't give us any money, and it just is what it is. Yeah, that's that sounds about right. Yeah. So really they're doing what they expect fats to do. Right. Which is one of the negative stereotypes that we all have to deal with as fats. All right, we got a lot to do today. Biggest thing, a little later in the show, we are going to tell you how you can have an opportunity to have one of the precious four regions in March fatness. That's right. So make sure you keep it tuned in. You could have your own region in March Fatness. And as always, make sure to follow the podcast on Twitter, by the way, for all updated news about the podcast, about fat news, at I'm Fat Pod. And also, if you just found the podcast, welcome, subscribe, rate, and review. Getting those ratings help us out a lot, so we greatly appreciate that. The first news of the day, though, the LA Times came out with a big piece. The official fast food French fry power rankings and i'm not going to say that whole thing again because i probably can't yeah that's uh i am in on this i am excited about this topic i have not cheated and looked uh rick as the mastermind of this podcast curates these stories and i react organically hmm. that's the best way to have the vibes babe is to react organically so I, i'm curious where this is going to go and i cannot wait to chime in all right, so let's go through this, and there's a graph involved, which I appreciate. Ooh, I like graphs. Your horizontal axis is worst taste to better taste, and then your vertical axis from bottom to top is worst texture to better texture. Okay. Now, there are some of these because they're regional, and we're both in the Midwest, so... Yeah, we should probably stick with the ones that are around us, right? Yeah, or at least we'll mention the other ones, yeah. but just kind of whatever. So let's go. Do you want to go 
Top to bottom, bottom to top. Let's go bottom to top. All right. So bottom to top, there are... Wait, before you do that, can I throw out my worst fast food french fry and see if if I'm close? Okay. Wendy's. Uh, Their fries are bad. It's it's further up than it should be. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm in agreement with you that it's not good. Okay. Proceed. All right. So there are 19 listed here. Number 19 is in and out Okay. It's fine. I've never had it, so I can't say. So they're saying those are the worst fries. Correct. I've had them, and they weren't noteworthy in any way. They, I don't, but I didn't think they were bad. Okay. 18, Sonic. All right. I always get tots. I'm, so. I'm fine with that. Yeah. I've had their fries, and they're not great. 17, Rallies or Checkers. Rallies and Checkers. See, Checkers used to be good. I remember when I was a kid, I would go to Checkers all the time. There was one on 95th Street by Chicago Ridge Mall, and then there was one in like the Mount, it was Evergreen Park, I guess. And it was really good. And then they all went away except for one on Dixie Highway. And I didn't know about it until recently. Went there, had it, and it was not the same. It was not nearly as good. Okay. Then 16 is Jollibee. I've never heard of it. Cool, cool. 15 is Wiener Schnitzel. <laughs> Can you say Schnitzel on the radio? <laughs> I've, I've never had Wiener Schnitzel either. I don't think I have either. 14. This is the first one I have any sort of umbrage with. Popeye's. Okay. I just usually, there's so many things I get at Popeye's instead. I don't usually get the fries, but they have the Portillo's cut. Is that called crinkle cut? Is that what that's no. known as? Well, no, their fries aren't crinkle cut. They're not? No. They're like seasoned fries. Oh. That are, I think those are, I think they're criminally underrated on okay. this list. Texture, I could see maybe being a bit of an issue because if you have to have any sort of commute at all, but it's kind of this way with most fries, they can get soggy quick. Yeah. Or if they're like squished by chicken or yeah. by biscuits or something. No, what I gave the plural on biscuit. Of course. Yes. As you should. So 13 is Jack in the Box. Don't think I've ever had them. I've I've had Jack in the Box. I don't think I've ever had their fries. And 12, KFC. I love KFC. Don't think I've ever had a French fry from there. How about the wedges? Oh, yeah, I've had those. They're fine. They're okay. Like, they are a better idea than they actually end up being. I would put Popeye's fries above KFC's. Okay. I'm just going to have to do some research. I think this is, a, this is another one that I think is low at 11 is Chick-fil-A. The waffle fries? Yeah. Oh, those are good. Those yeah. are there. They could use a little salt, but you can Agreed. just do that yourself. And the dips are usually helpful. They go good with yeah. the barbecue sauce. They're very versatile. I'm big on adding pepper. I'm a big pepper, huh. more pepper than salt on my fries. Okay. But I still have a little bit of salt. 10 is Burger King. They're kind of crispy, but they're thin. Well, no, they're they're thicker now. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I like them more than most. I would have them higher on this list. They're pretty good. I'm thinking they got a nice crunch to them, a good texture to them. Yeah. Good enough flavor. I don't know if I like would ever crave them, but they are pretty good as far as fast food fries Yeah, they're go. like the anti-steak and shake fry where steak and shake is rail thin. Yeah, the shoestring fries. Yeah. the These are a little bit opposite, but I still like them. Okay. Nine is Shake Shack. Now, those are crinkle cut. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Those are good. Yeah, that's fine. I like that place. I think in general it's overrated, though. I agree. So eight, Wendy's. Wendy's are no. so bland. They're like cardboard to me. And they do. They're like, oh well, we do this. You know, the sea, the uh, sea salt. Yeah, but and, they're not salty enough, right? And they're like, oh, it's natural cut. Okay, they're still crap fries though. Right, they don't taste good. They're just a different <laughs> type of crap fry. They have like a papery texture to them. Yeah, those should be way down on the list. I would have Popeyes fries. Oh, and probably a couple of the others. Over Wendy's. I can go with that. I, I really don't like Wendy's fries. Yeah, Wendy's fries are bad. I mean, Seven, I order them. Seven is a place that we've all been to, but yeah. I have never had their fries, is Dairy Queen. Hmm. I can't say I've ever had their fries either. The article from the LA Times says it's a harder, heartier, thicker fry, 
if that is what you'll find at Dairy Queen, where employees hold blah, 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 blah. blah. The fries at DQ are hefty potato batons, long and girthy. The fries. It's our morning show. (laughs) (laughs) The DQ in Homewood is not a food DQ. It's not a grill and chill. Oh, okay. It's just a chill, I guess. It's just a chill. It can't open soon enough, by the way. Let's go. Yeah. Oh, see... That's the, the ones by us are year round. See, I think the fact that the Homewood one is not makes it more special. Yeah, because it's almost like God, when that's open, it means spring is close and summer is close. And okay, it's it's like a, a nice uh, hurdle to clear in the winter. Interesting is DQ opening. Okay, number six is Carl's Junior. Never had it. Never had it, but it's listed in here as the best waffle fry. It's called best of breed for waffle fries, <laughs> which I like that. I like that. All right. Yeah. Then number five, Arby's. Can't argue with that. Arby's yeah, curly fries are terrific. They're fantastic. I think Arby's in general is an underrated fast food restaurant. It kind of is. It's kind of a punchline. Yeah. But if you go in there and you get the hot ham and cheese sandwich, it is awesome. And Arby's sauce is amazing. Yes. I love Arby's sauce. Arby's sauce is so underrated. It's like a thin barbecue, and I almost say like vinegary, but not really. Yeah. It's, it's just more really, that style. It's got a nice spice to it. Yeah. It's, oh, Arby's and it goes sauce with awesome. everything they have. Correct. Four. Steak and Shake. Yep. Cannot argue. Yeah, they're good. Uh, we, I think I told you before, we have a Freddy's Frozen Custard by us, which mm-hmm. is a very similar to Steak and Shake. Uh, it's like if Steak and Shake and Culver's had a baby. Okay. That's Freddy's. But I, their fries are shoestring, but they're very solid. Like, they're not they're not sure. floppy. That's they, good. You know, I, see, str- I, I like a good amount of, like, uh, crust. Like, I don't want it to be too much inner potato. I like that. I like the crunch on them. Yeah, these are really thin, but they they keep their uh, stability even traveling. Okay, Freddy's really good. Number three is one that I have not had: Del Taco. No, nope. I've I, had tacos at Del Taco, but not fries. Okay, I've never been to Del Taco. That's fine. It's like a souped up Taco Bell, I guess. Where is Del Taco? Isn't there's one in Bourbon A, I believe. Really? Oh no, it's Taco John's. Oh, okay. Maybe I haven't had Del Taco. I'll have to change that. I'll bet there's some in Arizona. I'll try them next week. Okay, let's see. This was a very decent batch of crinkle fries with a crispy, salty outside and nice, fluffy center. Even better is the employee took my order, gave me packets of both ketchup and smoky hot sauce with my order. Mm, Mm. I like that. Interesting. Number two, McDonald's. Do you Mm. really have to say much? I would say I'm very curious to know what number one is then because McDonald's fries are just superior. Yeah. McDonald's right. fries are very good. Number one has to be five guys. It is five guys. Yeah, that's true. The the only criticism I have of five guys fries, another hard one to say, when you get the Cajun, it's not like just a little bit of Cajun where they put it on like as much as they put on the salt. It's like, okay, here's a little salt and here's the Cajun. Like it's just a <laughs> lot. It's it's bathed in the Cajun. And even, yeah. And even for me, it's just, it's just too much. Yeah. Can you say light on the Cajun? No, because it's... It's like kind of pre-done. They're in a, okay. in a big old like. I usually tub. just go normal. Yeah, I've when been going I, normal lately. The last couple times that I've gone, when I pay eighteen dollars for a cheeseburger and fries, hey, I go to the one in the uh, in the old burbs and in the Chicago suburbs in Geneva, and it's like thirteen. That's a little more acceptable than eighteen downtown. Yeah, that's it's ridiculous. That's pretty ridiculous. But you do get. More fries than any human can consume. That is true. You get yeah. Anybody that gets more than a little fry from there is a noob. Yeah, 
Because you just don't know how they work. They just take a snow shovel. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> fill your bag and then just like throw a cup in there for, yeah. I don't know why the cup's even in there. Like why even, I don't they know. put like a little Dixie cup in there. Right. But then just dump every French fry in the bin in there and then yeah. they just like toss your burger in there. Yeah. So Not that, complaining. So that's really good. But McDonald's fries are so craveable and so good. That I just, I, now and again, I just have to, like, that's the one place with fries where I'm like, I have to have McDonald's fries. I'll drive through and get just fries. Okay. That's the only place really like that for me, mm-hmm. is once I get that seed planted in my head, I have to scratch that itch. I, I'm yeah. very metaphorian and uh, cliche-ish right now, but once I scratch that itch, I got to get the, whatever. Yeah. I need them. When I think about them, I need them. Okay. Now I'm going to get some on the way home. <laughs> All right, so we want to know your thoughts on where those power rankings from Lucas Quan Peterson of the LA Times go wrong. So tweet us at I'm Fat Pod, at Jay Zawoski 670, at Rick Camp 670. And remember, a little bit later, you'll find out we're going to give you a way to be able to have a bracket or a region yep. of the March Fatness bracket. Two so- winners. Two winners for that, too, which is going to be really interesting. So the next thing we want to get to, now this is something that happened to me at home. And I, I had a, a disagreement with my wife. Yeah. What time would you say is an acceptable dinner time? Assuming everybody is home around a logical dinner time. We're not talking about weird schedules sure. or anything like that. Well, I think mine's probably a little earlier than those without children. I think because we have a daughter that goes to bed at 8 o'clock every night, we tend to eat a little earlier. I would say we're usually eating by like 5.30 or 6 at the very latest. Okay. Because... What happened is everybody is normally in the house by 5.30, probably kind of at the latest on a norm, on a normal day, and it kind of rotates of who actually makes dinner on that given day. We didn't end up eating until like 7.30. Yeah, it's too late. Yeah, and I was like, come on. Like, this is... Well, plus you're up or you leave for work at what time? Five? Yeah, give or take. Yeah. yeah I leave at five. Yeah. So I get yelled at by my wife for not sleeping enough, but then we don't eat dinner till 730 sometimes. So I'm like, well, something's got to give here. Yeah. And normally it's my sleep time. So <laughs> yeah, that was something that bothered me. And she's like, no, a lot of people eat that late. That's true. Like, like, I know eh. Bernstein doesn't eat till like nine. Yeah, but he's like barely a human. That's true. In so many ways. Yeah. Really is. I know mm-hmm. when we go visit my wife's grandma, who is ninety six and mm-hmm. still a badass in Florida, that like supper, she calls it supper, okay. is like a day long prep. She like starts yeah. thinking about it like eleven and like I can't think, leave the house until after after we eat because like it's I can't a, supper soon. It's a generational thing. My yeah. for what my grandma's the exact same way. My grandma would yeah. yeah for one thing it was supper and for another thing it was also yeah that it's a big old thing unless she wanted to go out normally. Us coming over on a Sunday was her excuse to go out to, to Colonial Cafe. Yeah. So that was what she would end up doing. That's what we would end up doing. But yeah, normally with her it, and actually with my family, whenever I go to my mom's house, it's normally earlier, like anywhere from probably five, four forty-five, nothing earlier than that, to like six at the latest. Probably more like 530. Yeah. I think that's that's reasonable. 7.30 is too late for yeah. a standard. Like, it's one thing if it's a Friday and you're going out to dinner with friends. But sure. on a normal day, I would say like 6.30 to me would feel really late for dinner. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So the next thing, and this is something you discovered, we have a college to root for now. Oh, yeah. The Utah State Aggies on their uh, Twitter today announced that the first, I think it's 1,200 fans that show up to their game get free bacon. They're giving away 300 pounds of bacon. So the first 1,200 fans in the door walk in. I don't know if it's given to them cooked or like hope. 
maybe in a freezer bag. I don't know, but it's free bacon night at the Utah State Aggies basketball game, and uh, I have been checking airfare to Utah State for uh, most of the day. Okay, I don't know what city Utah State is, but I don't, I don't know how much it matters. I, it doesn't it's matter. It's free bacon. Yeah. Now that is a promotion. That's a great promotion. It really is. By the, is it the Utah Pork Producers Association or something like that? Or the UPA? Up, is, up, <laughs> up here. Uh, yeah, that is that is a, as solid as a sports promotion as I've ever heard. I'm trying to think of like, there's always like dollar hot dog, and that's great. Yeah. I do find, though, that most dollar hot dog sporting events, it's a different hot dog. Like they find a mm-hmm. cheaper. It's not Vienna beef, right? It's not the high quality uh, dog they usually serve in the concession area, right? It's like, yeah, it's all it's like ballpark brand or something like that. Yeah, and I, I don't mind ballpark hot dogs. No, but it's clear that the Dower hot dog days are not the same as it's like an inferior the, dog, right? Because I'm sure on Dower hot dog day you can still go buy a five dollar dog if you oh, want to yeah. pay for the better quality one. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure you could. Yeah. All right, it's that time. Because I'm looking at it, I'm like, it's already, we're, we're running short on time already. I know. That we need to tell you how you, you, the fellow fat, the I'm Fat Podcast listener, can be part of March Fatness and get one of two open regions this year. So what we've done, we've set up a voicemail line. Yes, sir. We Everybody's tired of hearing our voices on this podcast. We want to hear your voices, kind of. Yeah. So here's the number. And we'll tell you what to do with it soon. 312-729-3965. 312-729-3965. So what are we looking for people to do? We want you to explain to us why you deserve to have a bracket, one of the two mm-hmm. available brackets in March Fatness. Now, you can get creative. You could tell us things you've done in your life as a fat, like, I ate two burritos in a sitting, mm-hmm. or I ate an entire box of Girl Scout cookies the other day, or my go-to order at McDonald's is this. Whatever. Be creative. You've listened to the show now. This is, our, I think, our 13th episode or so. Yeah. Uh, you've listened to the show. You know what we're about. You know what makes us excited, what makes us happy. Whatever you think you can tell us that's going to make us think you belong with us, that you're an honorable venerable fat well listen there's no guidelines except for convince us yes we won't take bribes I mean, we'll take them but it's not going to help you win sure just tell us your fat story and if you're one of the two one of our two favorites we'll play it during the show and you'll get to create your own bracket in march fatness that's a huge honor yeah that's a huge honor for fellow fats out there because march fatness went over really well last year i think and yes and the winner gets inducted into the onion ring of honor exactly so we're still figuring out exactly what angle we're going to go with for March Fatness this mm-hmm. year. That's TBA. But once again, 312-729-3965. Why should we pick you to get one of the regions in our March Fatness bracket? All right. We got a lot of good questions this week. A yeah. lot of good ask a fat. I know you got some. I do. I've got some here as well. Let's start with a question from Dave who wants to know the ideal length of a post-eating nap. I don't really sleep after I eat, but they do say like a 20-minute nap is ideal. Yeah. I think that that sounds about right because you don't want to fall too deeply asleep or you won't be able to wake up. Then you're a crabby all day and no one likes you and you're miserable. Well, nobody likes me anyway. That's true. But people especially not like you if you're crabby. True. Um, So I would say a nice 20-minute nap, just sort of nodding off on the couch, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, in and out of consciousness as the football game's on or whatever. I think of Thanksgiving when I think of these things. Okay. Uh, But not a big post-food sleeper. I'm just okay. looking forward to dessert. Yeah, that's very true. I, I've always thought as long as it's less than 45 minutes, like that's kind of the barrier 
if you've got time for 45 minutes. Sometimes you have to kind of know yourself, self-scout, KYP, know your personnel, and know that you might have to set an alarm for yourself so that you don't sleep too long, so that you don't turn into a bag after getting after sleeping. Yeah, I think that sounds about right. Yeah, 20 minutes sounds good to me. All right, I got one here from uh, Marcus. He says, curious to know what is your chip of choice? Ruffles, Lay's, baked, or over-fried? Not a great question, but curious on your thoughts. That is a great question. Yeah. Now, for me, get the baked chips out of here. I will say the baked Cheetos are acceptable. There's a very small drop-off from regular to baked. So those are the ones I'll say. With the caveat of baked Cheetos, they t- we mentioned Wendy's fries tasting like paper. These also taste like paper. Agreed. Not so interested in baked chips. Now, it all depends on what I'm eating. If I'm having peanut butter and jelly, the only thing to have with peanut butter and jelly is Ruffles. It is a perfect combination. I could see it. I know you're not a peanut butter guy. Right, but con- conceptually, I got you. Right. If you're having a ham and cheese sandwich, mm-hmm. the only chip to have is Doritos. And you're supposed to crush Doritos between your ham and cheese sandwich. Yeah. And eat them to add a crunchy texture to your sandwich. If I'm having a hot dog, it's usually like a flat Lay's. Yes. Or now and again a barbecue chip if I want to mix things up. Or even mm-hmm. a uh, flaming Hot. Yeah. Potato. But that's a basic flat non-ruffled potato chip. I think about this stuff a lot. And then if there's beer involved, you got to have pretzels. Oh, or yeah. Fritos. 100%. Or Fritos. Yes. So, yeah, yeah I, I know that's not really answering the question, but it does all the, like, I spe- I have specific chips for f- the food I'm eating. Right. Chips are like running backs. You need one for different types of situations. <laughs> you got to yes. have a rotation. You can't have just one that's a go-to. I will say, too, the flat chip, the regular lay or J, mm-hmm. goes great with a grilled, anything grilled. Grilled yes, burger, grilled hot dog. If you're having a barbecue, you got to get the flat Lay's yeah. or Jay's potato it's chips. It's really, I think if I had, if I was forced to choose one, the only chip I could have. Like for that the rest would, of your life? Yeah, like that would probably be it. The just traditional flat, flat Lay's. Interesting. Now, what if you're just eating chips? Like if it's late at night, you had mm. dinner a couple hours ago, you got a little hunger pang and you need something to, to ease that. What is your go-to there? Ooh. See, I, I'll still do the regular chip, but... I'm not quite as sold on it at that point. Probably a barbecue chip. Yeah. See, to me, the best snacking chip is a Pringle. Yeah. Just a regular Pringle. Mm-hmm. I could eat a tube of Pringles Oh, w- without blinking. Well, yeah, that's a serving size. <laughs> oh, tube. <laughs> you can't get your hand out. Right. <laughs> I can't get my hand in to begin with. Right. Just not dump the, the crumbs in that. your mouth. What? Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> It took a turn. Anyway, uh, so this is from Ashton. Scenario for you. Okay. It's after midnight. You're dropped off at a grocery store with 10 bucks. What are you buying? Jack's Pizza. Like four of them? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. That's easy because even if you have just one. You're maximizing the amount of food. And you're satisfied. You yes. are You are no longer hungry. Right. Um, and you get whatever, you know, they've got enough varieties to satisfy what you're looking for. And then you have enough money left for a candy bar. That's true. Yeah, I would maybe, I'm trying to think of how I can maximize it. You could probably get three Jack's pizzas. That probably sets you back like seven bucks. Mm-hmm. You can get a candy bar for about 80 cents. And a six pack. Yeah. Yeah. That'll work. That's There it is. Yeah, not that one out of the park. I was going to say, I, I want to <laughs> have something else, but that pretty much is it. Yeah. I mean, it's minimal work. Sure. Uh, yeah, that's 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 easy. Because you could say, like, I like SpaghettiOs. They're pretty good. Mm-hmm. You know, easy to make. But, for t- I mean, I can get, like, 20 cans of that for 10 bucks. Yeah. All right, I got one here from uh, Brian. Very simple. Little Debbie or Hostess? 
See, I'd have to bring up the list of what's what. I can help you. Okay. Okay, Hostess is Ho-Ho's, Ding Dong's, Twinkies. Okay. Little Debbie is Swiss Cake Rolls, Oatmeal Cream Pies, Star Crunch, Zebra Cakes. Little Debbie. Yeah, Little Debbie's the winner. Little Debbie, and I don't know that it's that close. Yeah, and see, I'm a big fan of the Ho-Ho and the Swiss Cake Roll are the same thing. Yes. The Ho-Ho's are more readily available, and they come in a Mm three-pack, which is, that's impressive. Yeah. That's three. Yeah. Little Debbie Swiss cake rolls are by far better. Yes. They taste better. The chocolate's better. The cake is better. The cream is better. But it's hard to find without having to buy the whole box. But I believe the whole box is like $1.99. Oh, yeah. And and uh, But it's hard to find the individual pack. But on the whole, Little Debbie is better. I mean, look, uh, Swiss cake rolls. Not Swiss cake rolls. Oatmeal cream pies. Fantastic. Those are kind of the ultimate in dessert cake. And for me, I'm a Star Crunch guy. Oh, Star Crunch are awesome. Star Crunch is my number one out of any of those. Yeah, and they're super inexpensive. Yes. They're the staple of childhood lunches for people our age. Exactly. My mom would always put a zebra cake in there. Like the mm-hmm. sa- It was a, Santa, a Christmas tree around Christmas or an Easter egg. By but, the way, demerit to Danny Parkins for not knowing what a zebra cake was. Yeah, what a boner. Get out of here. <laughs> but <laughs> just, that, just, that seems sufficiently mean. Yeah. All right. From Eric, before eating a sausage egg McMuffin or, you know, similar type of sandwich, do you make sure all the items are centered? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Because sometimes it will come, it, you'll get it, and it is not. Centered. Yeah, I will I will center it. I am sort of uh, OCD that way, where it has to be like, and if there's a plate of burgers and one of them has like cheese that is like melted off a little bit or yeah. it's like not precisely on top. Okay. I'll never take that one. Really? Yeah. What if it's that one over not having cheese at all? No, I'll take that one in a heartbeat. Okay. Oh, I cannot eat a burger without cheese. That is ridiculous. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm I'm always a cheeseburger person if I have the opportunity. Yeah, for sure. And I'm trying to think I I try to if it's easy to do, but it goes with something we've talked about before. Not the biggest fan of uh getting my hands dirty. Yeah. While eating. So if it requires too much of, you know, napkin use after the fact, then I will, uh, then, you know, I'll let it be. I was going to let it go, but you paused. Yes. Um, Napkin use after the fact is not always a bad thing. All right. (laughs) I got one here from um, my wife, Hope. Yeah. She says, what Girl Scout cookies can you pair with a stressful day? By the way, want to apologize again. A couple podcasts ago, I shouldn't have given out the link to buy Girl Scout cookies for my daughter. I shouldn't have said bit.ly slash cookies, uh, emphasizing the capital A, the capital Z, and the capital C. It was wrong for me to do that. It was a little odd. And I apologize. I will not ever again promote bit.ly slash cookies. Again, capital A, capital Z, capital C. Right, do but- not... Go to that website. Right, because it's not like she could benefit in in another way from selling more boxes. No, it's not like she's only like 15 boxes away from her goal of 500. So she's not. That's definitely not the case. And it's also definitely not the case that if she gets over that goal, she gets to go on a cruise of Lake Michigan with high-selling Girl Scouts. So definitely no reason. Boy, that would be cool if that was actually a thing. Yeah, no reason to go to bit.ly slash Cookies capital A, capital Z, capital C. Don't do it. No need. She's not definitely not close to that goal of 500. Anyway, so the answer to my wife's question, what Girl Scout cookies can you pair with a stressful day? There's not really a wrong answer, mm-hmm. but I will say the Savannah Smiles. Yeah. These are, I wouldn't say L-shaped, like boomerang shaped. Yeah. It's probably the size of a cocktail wiener. Or like a potato wedge. Yeah. That size, shaped like a crescent moon, powdered sugar with lemon. Oh, yeah. they're so good. 
There of all the Girl Scout cookies, when you have a taste for one, it's the most satisfying. I think so, and it's real. It's kind of a refreshing taste. Yeah, it's light. It's fluffy. You know, I think maybe it's not my favorite Girl Scout cookie, mm-hmm. but if I need to be cheered up and feel good about stuff, the zestiness of that and the powdered sugar and just the crunch of it, very satisfying. So that's my answer for that one. All right, my next question comes from John Paul. What's your ideal taco? What's the what meat, soft or hard shell, and what fixins are you putting on it? All right, so I'm gonna say I will go soft corn, okay, steak, mm-hmm. onion and cilantro, okay, and some sort of green salsa. Nice. I prefer the green to the red typically. Okay. Just I like the taste of that pepper better. Sure. Now and again I'll do cheese, but the way to experience like an authentic taco is onion and cilantro. That's, that's true. That's my go-to. And I don't really love onions. Yeah, see, for, I'm, I'm the same way, but yeah. it's almost it's almost like a uh, a slider type thing. Yeah. Where a little bit of onion's okay. But now when my, like, back in the day when my mom would just make ground beef tacos, mm-hmm. it was always crunchy okay. with cheese, lettuce, and tomato. Yeah. And that was just, and that was perfect that way. So if I'm going authentic, it's... The one I described, the soft corn. If it's mom homemade, it's mm-hmm. crunchy. And if it's Taco Bell, I always do like a double decker. That's yeah. my go-to. Okay. I think mine, I've been on such a chorizo kick lately that I would go soft. I really go back and forth with corn, whatever mood I'm in for corn or flour. Probably default to corn. With the chorizo, I do like a little bit of cheese. And then... Probably, I'm trying to think of what else I end up putting on there. I'm pretty simple. I might even allow a little bit of lettuce for some texture since, you know, the chorizo's ground up and everything. So it all ends up kind of being not necessarily mushy, but similar. And then I'm a little bit of a red salsa. I'm pretty plain on my tacos. Yeah. But they don't need to be complicated. They taste so good. The meat is seasoned so well. Um, That's that's why I'm not really in, like, you love the queso at Qdoba. Yeah. I'm not super into the queso. I think it kind of drowns out the flavors a little bit. That could be fair. Yeah, I, th- I think that's fair. I'm also assuming queso is not really available, mind you, when I'm thinking about this. Because yeah. most places for a taco, you don't really get queso. No. That's for like a burrito or chips and salsa, that kind of thing. By the way, you mentioned uh, chorizo, and it reminded me. I went to Chuck's uh, on uh, Tuesday. They have these things called Bowdoin balls. Not Chris Bowden, um, but B-A-U-D-I-N. It is a deep fried ball of rice and Dewey sausage and barbecue pulled pork. Ooh. Dude. It, they're about the size of a maybe like a pool ball, okay, uh, or like a, a regular size meatball, sure, and crispy breading. Ooh. You just oh, they were amazing. I never had them before, and uh, the woman I know who runs Chuck's, Lisa, said she went to New Orleans and tried them and came back and was like, Chuck, you got to put this on the menu. And he's like, All right, well, next time I go, I'll try them and see if I can figure them out. Okay, that for one thing. That's how you know Chuck's is great and yep. really any place similar when it's authentic because it's not like, oh, yeah, I saw this place is doing this. We should do something similar. Right. It's, hey, I was in New Orleans and tried this and we got to figure this out. Right. That's yeah, cool. It, it, he heard about it and actually went down to see, all right, I'm going to try them at a couple different places mm-hmm. and then came up with like, all right, well, here's how I'm going to make it and make it mine. Yeah. You know? And when I first saw them, like, oh, it looked a little like a little darker in the breading than I thought. So okay. I thought maybe they were a little overdone. Absolutely not. They were perfect. So, and it wasn't like a, it was a crunchy breading. Okay. Not like a doughy, like a, not like a, like, you know, Chili's chicken nuggets. Yeah. Where it's like that sauce. I like that. Yeah. But it's not like that. It's not like a cheese curd breading. It's like a crispy. Gotcha. Like almost where you could take the breading off and, and eat it. Okay. Yeah. It, it The, the Bowden balls of Chuck's are, oh my God, they're amazing. Yeah. 
Oh, that's good stuff. Yeah, man. It now was, you've got now you've got me in a food lab. And it was six ninety nine for like eight of them. Really? Yeah. If I lived close to Chuck's, I, it would be I'd go there once a week for that for lunch. Oh yeah, yeah. Ugh, which man. which one's closer to you? They're both like the one in Burbank is closer. Okay, but it takes longer to get there because there's no direct route. Okay, so we usually go to Darien. Darien. Plus, Hope's mom lives right there. Oh, so that's we go. right. Yeah. Is it my turn for a question? It is. Uh, Becky Shepkowski, Shep's sister, uh, asked her, have you or would you ever wear man Spanx? Do you know what Spanx are? I know. Yeah, but they're like man Spanx. Man Spanx. So if there was some device created to slim us down. Right. So if you don't know what Spanx are, women wear these things. They're almost like high waisted pantyhose. And what they do is they smush. They yeah. like compress everything. It's almost like a modern day girdle. In a yeah, way. well, it it is yeah. without the laces. It's all elastic. Yeah, yeah. It's not going to crush your ribs. <laughs> right. You don't have to put your foot on her back to tie it. Right. Look, if I wore something that necessitated it, I would. Sure. But I'm trying to think like I would wear a suit or I would wear a shirt and tie. Like there's nothing that a man wears typically. Right. That would require me to conceal. Like women wear form fitting dresses all the time. Sure. And I could see why you'd want to compress a little right. bit. Right. I mean, I feel so uncomfortable in dress clothes anyway. Yeah. And my biggest problem is even if I did that is I have uh I have a pretty solid man boob problem. No, I make so, it worse. Yeah, exactly. So that would be a little counterintuitive for me. Hmm. I wonder if you could pull it over to boobs. <laughs> That's just a good like question. Pull it all the way up. Just yeah, just go like the the Urkel, the Urkel. Yeah, yes. yeah, that would be. Just make it like a turtleneck. Yeah, I don't know. The, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the logistics behind that. So they needs make to them like this. yeah, like I need like a seven footers man spanks. I, th- I think like a good man spank would be, so to speak, would be like under the armpits to the belt line. Yeah, like I don't need my legs compressed. I don't care about that. Right, um, but yeah, if, I, I I would definitely take up take a flyer on it if I had to. Yeah, like let's put it this way: if it was like something to do for a day for like a dare or charity or something, I would totally yeah. do that. Or if it helped something that was a little snug on me fit better, yes, I'd consider that for yeah. sure. Interesting. Yeah, I think I think I'd be game if if the outfit of the evening uh, called for it. All right. This is from our guy on Twitter, X Cub Factor. Okay. This is specifically for you. Jay, does your distaste for milk extend to chocolate milk, hot no. chocolate, or strawberry Stop milk? Stop it. How dare you? How dare you, sir? <laughs> chocolate milk, yoo-hoo, quick. I remember back when I had my first job at the egg store in Burbank. Rest in peace. Moment of silence for the egg store. Thank you. The banana quick. Banana quick. Banana quick. Delicious. I don't. No, I've never, definitely never had it. I it's don't rare. even know if I knew it existed. Yeah. Uh, but that YooHoo chocolate milk in general, okay. I love strawberry milk. Yep, cool. Strawberry quick is very good. Yes. How you same? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, like I I I like milk a lot. So like okay. I. I'm yeah, you've mentioned that before. I'm considered weird that I will just grab a glass of milk sometimes or just have a glass of milk with a meal that's not, you know, traditionally I just, with milk. I didn't do that. When I was young, I had an allergy to milk. Oh, so well, I that, never, yeah, like, I never had it. it as a kid all the time. Yeah, see, like, I just guzzled down milk yeah, as a kid. Yeah, so that makes sense to me. I don't think that's weird. It's just not, it's just not my thing. Okay. All right, uh, question here from Ryan. Weirdest food concoctions you ate growing up? Mine was hot dogs with mashed potatoes and cheese. Oh, my God, that sounds amazing. Hot dog with mashed potatoes and cheese? He's got a picture there. This is really great for the podcast, but look at that. Oh, wow. So it's like a split hot dog. It's almost like using the hot oh, dog my. as the bun. That looks amazing. That's a, that's a great idea. I am making that. 
That sort of reminds me of, I'm sure you've had the crescent roll hot dogs. Oh, yeah. Those are delicious. My mom makes those all the time. Yeah, pigs but in a blanket, basically. I would say mine would be, I just make spaghetti sandwiches. When my mom would make spaghetti, mm-hmm. I would put it between either garlic bread or bread and butter and just eat spaghetti like a sandwich. Okay. I've never done that either. Very low carb. Yes. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah. I can't, why am I fat? I have no idea. Let me have another spaghetti sandwich, Ma. <laughs> and make sure that bread is buttered. Jeez. Yeah, I mean the the <laughs> this isn't that original, but sometimes when we would have like a, like a Tyson chicken patty instead of having regular bread or toast or whatever, Texas toast. Oh, for sure, Texas toast with a Tyson chicken patty and barbecue sauce. Maybe maybe melt a little bit of cheese on there too. Sure, not that original, but we would do that. I don't think the concept of shit on a shingle is that earth shattering either. I don't think but, I've had that. It doesn't sound that good. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's actually incredible. Those little uh, rye bread oh, like squares. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so so you toast those off a little bit, and you put on them essentially like hamburger helper. It's ground beef with cheese. How whatever you see, my mom would always put on like the the Montreal steak seasoning. Yeah. And then you just plop it on the rye bread and cook it together so that way it kind of congeals and sticks to the bread and it's fantastic. Yeah, that sounds good. My dad used to, when he was young, would take a bowl, of, a can of SpaghettiOs, yeah. bowl, pour the SpaghettiOs, slice of American cheese, yeah. rest of the SpaghettiOs, slice of American cheese, microwave mm-hmm. it, and then it would just be like a gooey okay. SpaghettiO with cheese mix. Okay, that's good. Okay, yeah. I think it's about time for you. I didn't even look at the time. You got to run to a train. I do. Well, so, not run. Well, not run, but you have to meander to a train. Yes. I'll wrap this up since it's already uh, probably five minutes till your train. All right. Three one two seven two nine three nine six five. Get in our brackets. Yes. So that's Jay Zawoski. He is meandering to a train. I'm Rick Camp. Jay just said it. You can follow for any updates on. March Fatness or anything else going on with the podcast at I'm Fat Pod. You can always send Ask a Fat questions with the hashtag I'm a Fat. Also, just anything you see that you want our thoughts on, make sure to send those to us. He's at Jay Zawoski 670. I'm at Recamp 670. Once again, you have a chance to win a region in this year's March Fatness bracket. So leave us a voicemail at 312-729-3965 in your best way. Why do you deserve a region? We'll play the two winners on the next podcast. It's about that time. It's almost Selection Sunday. So until next time, I'm Rick Camp, that was Jay Zawoski, and this is the I'm Fat Podcast. All right, I think we got a lot accomplished here today. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. The House of Roll journeys far and wide to bring you exceptional quality kitchen and bath fixtures. We've discovered the world's best craftsmen and techniques. Using materials native to the region and tools accustomed to individual craftsmen, we strive for perfection every step of the way. With all of this, you'll see the details of your own story, the story of a life well-crafted. This is the story Craft Tells. Welcome to the House of Roll.